Hey, this is Mac from the Man Cave, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching with your daily devotion for what? It is February the 15th. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You're like, Matt, what are you so excited about? Listen, listen, listen. I threw that thing. Didn't really put a big swing spin on it. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But they, it just, it just like glide. It's almost like on, you're like, Matt, it's almost like what? It's almost like God. Send an angel. I, I, I know, I know, and he just kind of floated it for me because God loves me so much, but he also loves you so much. And you're like, Matt, you okay? I, I am okay. Okay, I've had a half a cup of coffee. I did not finish it before, okay, doing this devotion. But, so if I'm a little grumpy with you, I guess you would understand why. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm, look at, look at, look at. I'm not grumpy at all. I'm not grumpy at all. Hey, today we're going to be in Genesis. Genesis means what? Beginnings. Some of you need a new beginning, okay? Hey guys, some of you are holding on to the past. Something has taken place in the past, and, and sometimes, watch this very carefully, it's the way we were raised. Some of you, uh, you're like, hey Matt, I'm going to post down how dysfunctional my family was. Okay, don't do that. <laughs> look, 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 look. Let me give you a little historical background of our story, okay? We're going to be in Genesis chapter 38. We're going to be looking at one of Judah's sons, and you're like, Judah, 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 uh, Matt, help me out here. So okay. we had a brief history lesson, 30 seconds or less. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that's what the Bible would call the what? The patriarchs, okay? Abraham had Isaac, had Jacob, okay? Jacob's name is turned to what? Israel, Israel, or Jacob has a son. 12 sons. You would know those as the 12 sons. One of those sons you're very familiar with, Joseph, okay? He has the dreams. We went over this a little. You're like, Matt, okay, I'm with you, okay? One of the 12 sons of Jacob, okay, whose name was Israel, was Judah, okay? Like, Judah, Judah, yeah, 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 Matt, 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 Matt. Look, look, I totally, totally knew that, okay? I, I, Matt, I totally knew that, okay? So, watch this, okay? Judah is having problems at the homestead, hanging out around dad because the family's what? Dysfunctional. No one's getting along. Okay, and also because there's sin in the camp. And you're like, what do you mean? Meaning they've betrayed Joseph. Do you remember the story where they threw him into a pit? Okay, Judah has the bright idea. He's the one that comes up with the idea. Hey, let's sell him to the Canaanite traders. That's a good idea. Okay, theologians, they argue whether he was doing that to protect Joseph's life or he was doing that to make a buck off of his brother. We don't know that. But here's the thing. Regardless, there's sin in the camp, okay? And whenever there's residing sin in our life, there's going to be trouble. There's going to be turmoil. Eventually, there's heartache. There's pain. There's suffering. There's all of these things, okay? They're all the scattered remnants of sin that has not been confessed and repented of. And people today just don't understand it. You're like, Matt, you going to get to the Bible verse? I am. I am. I am. So Judah, okay? He leaves home, okay, basically, goes to his own place, and he marries, okay, a woman who was not Jewish, okay? God said, don't do that, okay? He ends up having three sons, okay? You would think, well, sounds like a wonderful family. Wife, who's not Jewish, okay, so he doesn't have the blessing of God upon his life, and three sons. Could it be any better? I don't know. Let's see, okay? Verse 38 of the book of Genesis, okay? Judah got a wife for Ur. Ur was his first son, Ur. You're like, Ur? What kind of name is that? Let's not go there. We've already spent enough time talking about not having enough coffee. Judah decides, hey, you know, my son, he needs a wife. You know, he's lonely, blah, 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 blah. Let's not go there. His name's Ur. He finds him a woman named Tamar. But verse 7 says this, okay, but Ur, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the Lord's sight. So the Lord put him to death. 
and you're like, Matt, what was he doing? What was he doing? You know why a lot of people, watch this very carefully, why a lot of people want to know what was he doing that God took his life? Because we're straddling the fence. We're, we're riding right on the line. You know what I mean? We have divided loyalties. We, we want to take it as far over here as we can in, in living recklessly, okay, outside of holiness, okay, outside of righteousness. Uh, I just want to know that I'm saved, that when I die, okay, I want to engulf the pleasures of this life, okay, and I want to experiment. I want to do as much as I can where I can leg legitimately, legitimately say, hey, I belong to the Lord, okay, do what I want to do, but I don't want to go so far where God just kills me like he did Herb. Yeah, you know, no, no. guys, 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 guys. Bring it over here. Why don't you err on the side of righteousness and holiness? Why don't you bring it so far over here? Okay, am I doing this to say, say, I'm saved because I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you understand that? That's why I'm saved. But I'm living this way because God commands it. He says, no one without holiness will see him. Okay, and to be in righteousness means I'm in Christ. It's not my own righteousness. It's Christ's righteousness living in and through me. Okay, and as a result of his life living in and through me, I'm blessed. Okay, so there's some guy out there saying, well, Matt, 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 I'm going to live over here because that's Old Testament times and God's a God of love, mercy, and grace. I can live however I want. No, you can't. <laughs> uh, you can, but you're going to suffer the consequences of that. And that really shows, watch this, those actions, those decisions, those choices daily to live recklessly and to live contrary to the Word of God is showing what's in your heart. It's not the actual act, okay, that's sending you to hell. You're like, oh, where did hell come in? Because that's what you're doing, okay? You're acting like a child. A child of who? It's not a child of God. It's a child of the devil. Okay, where do you think he's going to reside for eternity? Hell. Okay, and so the acts, the decisions, the choices, who we are when no one's around and who we are when people are around, it's again and again and again throughout the Bible, it's, it's, it's showing what's in our heart. That's what it's showing. Back to your, back to, to the rogue the rogue person who slipped into the man cave. Uh, that's Old Testament. Friends, in the New Testament, we have story after story after story where God takes people's lives because they're a detriment, okay, to his kingdom. Meaning we have the story of Ananias and Sapphira who lied. Who lied, okay? Why'd they do it? For pride's sake, okay? They were boastful. They were like Satan, okay? And God snapped their lives, okay? There's a sin that the Bible talks about, and Paul talks about a sin unto death, where he says, don't even pray for that person who has committed the sin unto death. And again, you're like, well, Matt, what is a sin unto death? Should you be anywhere near asking that question? As a, as a born-again believer who is following Christ and following the Spirit of the Lord God, why would you care what the sin unto death is? Here's the thing. I'm clinging to Christ. I'm not getting near the filth of this world and engaging in that sin fest that they're trying to offer me like some kind of buffet to hell. I'm not partaking of that. Why does a person have to know? Because they don't want to partake in it. I mean, they're trying to ride the line. Don't ride the line. Run to Jesus. Free stuff. Free stuff. And you're like, Matt, you're yelling at me. I'm not yelling at you, but listen, listen, listen. Give me a little leeway, okay? I, I have not had the other half of the cup of coffee that's sitting in the car over there. <laughs> okay, now watch this, because this is really where the story gets interesting. Okay, verse 8. Okay, there's another brother. Remember, there was three brothers of Judah. And we're going, look at, look at, look at, stick with me. You're going to like it. We're going somewhere. There's another brother. His name is Onan, okay? Okay, in verse 8 it says this, okay? This is, and Judah said to Onan, Onan is, okay, Ur's brother, okay, Judah's second son. And Judah said to Onan, lie with your brother's wife. Really, Matt? Really? 
He, he gets the he gets the he gets the e card the e ticket to go have sex with his brother's wife. You're kidding me. Back in those days, that was the custom. Okay, he was impregnant, so she would have a son. Okay, it wasn't attributed to him. It was attributed to the brother who died. Okay, so the seed, so the line could go on. It's not like that today, guys. Oh. You see what I'm saying? You shouldn't even be thinking that way. Okay, listen. Then Judah said to Onan, lie with your brother's wife and fulfill your duty to her as a brother-in-law to produce offspring for your brother. But verse, so what, what, do, you think, what do you think he thought about it? <laughs> Dad, you don't have to ask me twice. Don't mind doing it, partner. Look at, look at, look at, look at. But again, we're dealing with hearts. We're dealing with a heart condition. Onan knows the unwritten law. Okay, it's written on his conscience. It was the custom of the day, okay? So, but verse 9 says this, but Onan knew that the offspring would not be his. Onan's like this. Yeah, I'd like to have sex with, uh, you know, Tamar. I really would. But that child's not going to be my child, okay? I really don't want to do it. I want to have sex, but I don't want to impregnate her. You know what I'm saying? So watch what happens. It's really interesting. He knew that the offspring would not be his. So whenever he laid with his brother's wife, he spilled his semen on the ground to keep from producing offspring of his brother. Meaning this, he would pull out. He's having sex with her, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't go inside of her, okay? He's, he's going all over the ground. God does not like it. What does God verse do? Verse 10, listen, okay, okay, okay. Okay, verse 10 then, now see if this makes sense. What he did was wicked in the Lord's sight. He should have known that, okay? So God put him to death also. <laughs> you like, got to be kidding me. Okay, I'm not kidding you. Is this a dysfunctional family? <laughs> You're like, yeah, okay. What they were doing, okay, was a result of who they were, was a result of their actions, was a result of their predetermined decisions, was a result of their heart. Okay, there is no mistakes. He, they, he knew what he was doing. He knew it was wrong. He knew, I can sleep with Tamar, my brother's wife, okay? But I have to try to get her pregnant. He could fool around all that he wanted. It was new. It was exciting. It was strange. It's something he hadn't experienced before. But he wasn't doing it according to the written law that was on his heart and the custom of the day. God saw it as wickedness. None of us, none of us are fooling God. None of us are fooling God. He looks on the innermost part of who we are and he knows why we do what we do when we do it, okay? In disregards to his word, his ways, his means, him. He knows. He understands it all, okay? That's why I can't be fixed up. I have to be born again. There has to be a change in my life, but I can't bring about that change because Jeremiah says the heart is despicably wicked. Who could not? Meaning man doesn't even understand the capacity of the evil he is capable of doing when he's outside of Jesus Christ. But God understands it oh so clearly. My golly, man, that's one crazy story, especially the day after uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gets better. You're like, no way. Wait, verse 11, okay, Judah, dad, okay, he's just lost two of the three of his sons, okay? Now watch this, okay? Judah has his head in the sand, okay? Look, 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 he's not looking in the mirror. He's not like, he's not seeing any of the dots connecting. You know, when I was a little kid and I was in first grade, they'd hand you these dot to dots and I was always so interested, okay? What, what? Because I knew one to two, two to three, three to four, and I was always interested. What am I drawing? Is it a duck? Is it an alligator? Okay, look at, look at. He's not putting the dots together. Judah, okay? Hey, perhaps, 
This has come upon me and my family because of my unconfessed sin, okay? Just a thought. I've been incorporating this sin in my heart all these years as if there's not going to be consequences, as if I can run from the things that I've done in the past, not taking care of them. Okay, but Judah looks and he says, Matt, I've lost two guys, two sons. It's Tamar. Look at, look at, look at. He blames Tamar, okay? And so he says to Tamar, okay, he says, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I have a third son. He has to grow up a little bit. Then when he's a little bit older, I'll give him to you, okay? So you can continue on with the line, okay, of Ur. Okay, I'm going to do that for Watch you. Watch this. You know what Judah is? Watch this. You know what Judah is? He is the biggest hypocrite in the world. He is the biggest hypocrite, and we're about to see that. But I, there's hope. There's hope at the end of this story, partner. Oh, good grief, Matt. What happens? Well, listen to verse 12, okay? After a long time, a long time. Okay, uh, Tamar realizes Judah's not going to give me Shelah, the third son. I know that's a crazy name, especially in the man cave. Shelah, who would want a name like that? Here, I'm not going to go off on him, okay? I'm not going to throw stones at this guy because his name is Shelah. He had nothing to do with what his dad named him, okay? And I don't want to ask Judah when I get to heaven. If he even made it to heaven, hey, what's the deal with your uh, third son, Shelah? Okay, get off of Shelah. Let me just get off that. That's his third son, Shelah. Tamar realizes after a period of a long time, okay, long time waiting, okay, uh, Judah's not going to give me the son. He, he, he's not going to do it, okay? And so she starts planning and scheming, okay? Oh, great. You know what I'm saying? I told you it was a dysfunctional family. She hears, watch this, she hears that Judah is going to take all, a lot of his sheep and go into town, okay? And he's going to have them sheared. Meaning, they did this from time to time. They made money off shearing the sheep, okay? She understands Judah's going into town. You know what she does? She takes off all of her black garb and she dresses like a prostitute, okay? She runs ahead to town. You're like, no way. Yeah, she runs ahead to town with a veil over her, okay? And she's sitting at the entrance, okay? Looking pretty provocative. You're like, Matt, can't you say the word? I haven't had my cup of coffee yet. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. Just kidding. That's funny. Guys, if you don't think it's funny, I apologize for yelling at you. She's kind of dressed provocatively, okay, women that are in the man cave. That's a free one, okay? Because when you're dressed like that, okay, it, it, you're like, well, there's nothing wrong with me. No, but men look at you differently now, don't they? Okay? You don't need your attention from that kind of dress, okay? God says you're beautifully and wonderfully made. That's a free one for all the women. And I'm not saying don't look good. I'm just saying there's a line. Oh, we're back to the line. There's a line that women can cross and there's a line that men can cross. So I'm not just picking on you, okay? But she purposely dresses aggressively. Today, she might have a short mini skirt, thigh highs, red lipstick on. You know what I'm saying? Sit in a certain way, look in a certain way, okay? Uh, uh, hey, okay. Don't need to go there. Don't need to go there, okay? Judah's coming into town. He checks Tamar out, but doesn't understand it's Tamar. He doesn't know it's his daughter-in-law. Verse 15, see, Judah, okay, watch this. Okay, watch the calamity. Okay, watch the consequences of sin. Judah has already lost his wife. Okay, so he's lost his wife and he's lost two of his boys. Okay, so now he's coming into town. What does he want? Look at, same thing you want. He wants comfort. He wants to be comforted. Friends, here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with comfort, but we can seek comfort in the wrong ways. That is a whole nother devotion. Listen very carefully. Because life is so hard sometimes, oftentimes when we go through a hard stretch, we're seeking comfort, okay? But oftentimes the comfort that we are seeking is incorrect. 
effect, okay? It's not going to fulfill us. It's going to destroy us in the long run. We think that which we are going to engage in is going to help me to feel better about life and it's going to kickstart me and jumpstart me like I, I just drank five Red Bulls, okay? And I'm, I'm conquering the world again. It's the opposite effect. It's the opposite effect, okay? It's going to take you where you don't want to go. And I know too many of men have engaged in that because they were in a hard season and they justified it because of the pain and the suffering that they were going through as if it's all right, as if God's going to wink at it, if God can look the other way, which he can never look the other way. I love how men pro proposition women. Look, at, look, at, I just love it in the Old Testament. He came beside her on the side of the road. Come now, let me sleep with you. And she says, I love this, uh, what will you give me to sleep with me? <laughs> Verse 17, I'll give you a young goat from my flock. Okay, will you give me something in pledge? Meaning, I'm going to give you a goat, you let me have sex with you. And she says, I don't believe you, which is a smart woman. I'm going to give it to Tamar, okay? How many men have promised their wives, or how many men have promised women something and never came through? Oh, when they were thinking about sex, okay? Yeah, they were planning on doing what they said, but it was up until the point that they received what they wanted, then they, the plans change. I like Tamar. Tamar says, hey, I like the idea of a goat. What do I get? in pledge. What are you going to give me to hold on so I know I get my goat? I want my goat! Everybody wants a goat. You're like, really? No, that's a joke. <laughs> okay, it says this in verse 18, and I love this, okay? He says, uh, what pledge would you want? She says, your seal and its cord and the staff of your hand, she answered. He gave them to her and he slept with her and she became pregnant. And you're like, what, what did she actually give him? What was the seal? It was kind of like a signet ring, okay? There was none like it in the whole world, okay? That was the power of the household. That signet ring meant he could buy. It wasn't like he pulled out cash when he wanted to go and get a Slurpee, okay? He had a signet ring and that signet ring was his pledge, okay? He would put it in clay and it identified him, but not only his signet ring, okay the staff okay and look at look it's not like today you know what it would be like your iPhone <laughs> your, your phone with all your personal information on it you want to sleep with someone down the road and you're saying hey I'll give you two thousand dollars okay and she says well I, I don't know that you're worth it and he says I'll tell you what I'll give you my iPhone and my wallet with all my credit cards okay and the cash that I have right now and I'll be back in a day okay you give those and I'll give you the cash that's what it's like okay the signet ring was everything but more so than that with the staff because the presented he was the head of his household his tribe his family it was so important so here's the thing he's so desperate and he's seeking comfort in the wrong place okay because we're always watch this very carefully we're always going to try to seek comfort somewhere else when we're outside of the will of God why because we're in sin remember the sin that he committed remember what he never took care of okay remember the guy named Joseph you know hey let's sell this guy <laughs> Never works out, guys. Look at, look at, look at. Never works out when you have unconfessed sin and you haven't dealt with it. Never. Look at, look at, a thousand times over. It never works out. It doesn't matter if it's a week, a month, a year. It will stick closer than a brother. It will not leave you because you have not gotten right with God and you have not gotten right with man. Listen to this principle, okay? Good grief, listen to this principle. You can never, ever, ever be right with God in your vertical relationship with God if you're not right horizontally with man. It won't, it doesn't work. And a lot of times, okay, we sin against men and we continue going on just like Judah, okay? And we think everything's good with me and God, okay? Everything isn't good with you and God, okay? It can never be good with you and God when you're not right with man. 
You have to understand that. When you haven't taken care of things that need to be taken care of, guess what? You're Judah. You're Ur. You're Onan. You're somewhere on the timeline, and depending on where God sees you, and his long-suffering forbearance and patience is what he does next. you got to understand that. You can't let that just go to the wayside and not take care of things in life. You have to handle it. And I can't tell you how many people I know, how many brothers, how many people have been in the man cave who ignored the atrocities that they have developed and done to others and thought, oh God, please forgive me and go on with life as that's going to handle it. It doesn't handle anything. Why? Because you're not really serious. If you were serious about asking God to forgive you, you would ask man to forgive you and you would make that injustice right. Guys, listen very carefully. I've had people come up to me and say, Matt, this is what's going on in my life. And this is what's, and we will sit down for hours and drink coffee and discuss life. Okay. Uh, And I will ask some very hard questions, some very pointed questions. Okay. And it just seems like, okay, we will come to a point in their life that they made a decision they knew about, they were part of, okay, something that took place. Are you with me? Look at, look at, look at. They never dealt with it. And now, 10 years later, three years later, six months later, it's still affecting them. It will affect you because the Holy Spirit will bring it up to you. But you, you, you'll dismiss it. He'll bring it up. You'll dismiss it. And eventually the Holy Spirit, God says, I will not strive with man forever. And there's a point where God doesn't bring it up. He's already spoken it, okay? He will allow you to go around the mountain. He will allow you to suffer like you've never suffered before. Heartache, pain. Look what Judah went through in his personal life. And why are these stories here? They're here to help us to stay the course, to stay on the straight and narrow, to repent, to turn from, to make right. So what ends up happening? Well, you you ever heard the verse, your sins will find you out? Uh, Here's the thing, Tamar's pregnant, okay? And if you're pregnant and you're not married, guess what? Uh Uh-oh, you get killed, you get stoned. Watch this very carefully. So they come up to Judah, okay, the hired hands, hey, hey, uh, Judah, can we talk to you? And he's like, yeah, yeah, what's going on? Uh, Tamar... Uh, she's been whoring around, and you're like, what are you talking about? Uh, no, 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 she's, she's waiting for, for, for my third son. No, 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 you don't understand. She's pregnant. She's like three or four months pregnant, and you know what he says? He says, we're going to burn her. Like, you got to be kidding me. No, we are not going to make good decisions when we're in sin. <laughs> look at, look at, look at. <laughs> Honestly, probably in the Bible, 25,000 times, that many examples, you will not make good decisions when you're in sin because you are in darkness and the Word of God says you are blinded to wisdom and God's truth. He says these words in in verse 24, bring her out and have her burned to death. Meaning, let's, let's have a campfire. Let's have some s'mores with old Tamar. We'll teach her are you kidding me? But wasn't he just sleeping with the whore? You big old hypocrite I can't you believe it. You better believe it because oftentimes you and I are pointing fingers at people who are in sin. Oh, they're in sin, but we're just in different sin. I don't know why we categorize sin as men in the man cave and think, well, that's a terrible sin. You know what I'm saying? All sin is equal because it put Jesus on the cross. Do you understand what I'm saying? We do this all the time. We'll we'll hear something about someone else, which is already sin because we're listening to whispers and gossip, okay, and trash, okay, belittling someone, okay, who hasn't fallen short of the glory of God. 
Look at who hasn't fallen short of the glory of God? Who hasn't sinned against holiness, against heaven, and against God Almighty? We all have. Do you understand? But we will look at a person and we will think, look at their sin. And we will judge them in our hearts. We will say this about them and this about them and this. And we will cast judgment, okay? And we will speak lies. We will speak deception, okay? Yet we're in sin. Watch this in our story. It's the same sin. Tamar committed the same sin as Judah. They're both equally wrong. Absolutely. And Tamar, even though she feels like she can justify what she did, she can't. It's sin. Judah, he's lonely. He's lost his wife. He's trying to justify it. He can't. It's wrong. It's sin. You, you're trying to justify some of the things that you're doing. You can't. It's wrong. It's sin. The difference is, guys, Judah was able to hide it. He was head of household. He was quiet. He, he was keeping a secret. There are no secrets from God. Look at me. There are no secrets from God. Those of you who are holding on to secret sins, there's no secrets from God. There may be secrets from man. You may be deceptive. And that's what you are. You know, deception is one of the words that they describe Satan with. A liar, deception, a murder of heart. Those are all the attributes of Satan. That's what Judah was incorporating in. And that's what you are doing, okay? When you are hiding those things that you haven't taken care of from Almighty God. As if Almighty God, in His holiness, in His brilliance, in His excellency, can look the other way, okay, from you, who, and you're calling yourself a child of God. You're absolutely saying, well, I belong to God, I'm covered. You're not Makes covered. Sense. You're like, yeah. Hard? <laughs> absolutely hard. Is it gonna, what, what's it going to cost you? It may cost some of you a lot, because you got to get it right. Because you know what I'm saying is true. It's absolutely, it's the Word of God, okay? You got, here's the thing, before we can go forward sometimes, Sometimes we gotta make a phone call. Sometimes we gotta go backwards and we gotta make that wrong right. Watch this very carefully, okay? Tamar is being dragged out of the tent, okay? She's about to be burned, okay? She's standing in front of Judah, okay? And Judah is asking her to her face, okay? And she says, I am pregnant. I'm pregnant by the man who owns these. It's his signet ring and his staff. That's who impregnated me, okay? Oh my goodness, can you just imagine the secrets that he was trying to hide? God says if you try to hide it, he will expose it, okay? And he will not only expose it, he will shame you, okay? Because he has died on the cross to forgive that sin, but you don't want him to. Look, you're trying to hide something that he died a brutal death, okay, to take care of, but you won't confess it, make it right, and turn to him and let him pardon you of that. You just want to act like it never happened. It's amazing. And I can't tell you how many men I watched their lives deteriorate over the years, okay, until they became not even a man that could hang out in the man cave. Well, how? How? They dropped the hedge. The hedge of their life was dropped. The enemy came in and he picked them apart, okay? And he picked their families apart and he destroyed them slowly, okay? So there was nothing left of them. All that they had, all that they were was gone because they held on to sin. Sin is death, partner. Rats die because they eat poison, but when we don't get rid of the poison in our life, guess what? It has the same effect on us. What happens to Judah? Please, you already know in the man cave what happens to Judah. He went white because that which he was hiding is no longer hidden. God says he'll expose it. He absolutely will. What ends up? He says this, you're more righteous than I am. Okay? 
I will take care of you for the rest of your life. It says this, I'm going to give you your own tent, your own servants. I'm going to make sure you're taken care of. The Bible says he never slept with her again. He didn't use that. Watch this. Okay, because some of you are doing this. You had sex one time. You knew it was wrong. But guess what? The pig will always return to his vomit. You think, well, it was good one time, and again, you're desperado. Okay, and so you think, well, I'm going to double dip or triple dip, okay? He I love the up. Guys, guys, when we do wrong, we got to make it right. So Judah does. He says, I'm going to give you your own tent. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to make sure you have everything you need. I'm sorry for not giving you my third son, okay? Now his eyes are opened, okay? He realizes, hey, it's not you, Tamar, okay, that had my two sons killed. It was them, their decisions. Do you understand? His two sons, Ur and Onan, they died, okay, because of their decisions, okay, to live wickedly and to live in contrast to the Word of God. That's why they died. Don't be pointing the finger at other people in life because that's oftentimes what we do when we're in we sin. all do that. I've done that. Matt in the man cave has done that. I pointed the finger at someone else because it was easy. They're the problem. That's the problem. That's what's every, why everything is going wrong in my life. Good grief. Why didn't I just walk into the bathroom, take a pee and look in the mirror and see what the problem was? The problem is this. We're the problem, okay? Ur was his own problem. Onan was his own problem. Do you understand? Finally, Judah understands it. I'm the problem. I have sin in my life, okay? Now he's going to have to deal, okay, again, with what sin? The sin of selling his brother into slavery, okay? Because that's just not going to be water under the bridge, all's well, uh, telling dad, hey, a wild animal got him. Look at all the blood on his coat of many colors. It's not going to go because God's not going to ever let it go, okay? You got to deal with this stuff. You understand? God's not going to let it go. So what ends up happening? Great famine comes on the land, and I'm fast-tracking it. A great famine where they're going to perish unless they have food. Look at they're absolutely going to perish. Judah ends up going back to dad because they're trying to commune. They're trying to, in a household, survive one way or another. we got to figure something out, and they figure this out. There's grain in Egypt. Guess who's in control of the grain? Joseph. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Did Judah learn? Did he learn from the whole episode with Tamar, I can't hide sins? No. No, no, you're like, no, no, he didn't learn. Why? Again, because of Joseph, okay? It is not until people are about to literally perish, his family, okay? Animals, dad, mom, all these, all my brothers, we're about to perish unless we get food. They hear there's grain in Egypt, so they end up going to Egypt where he's going to, again, have to face what he did in life. His decision to say, let's sell Joseph as a slave. Let's all make a few bucks. We will all, what, what, what? We will all face those things we haven't taken care of, okay? Sooner or later in this life or the next. And you're like, why? Because sometimes God has given us enough time and he just takes us. Okay, like he did Ur, like he did Onan. Meaning this, okay, you know right from wrong. You know the things that God wants you to do. But again, we dig our heels in. Okay, we, we exercise our free will and says, I, 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 I'm the ruler of this kingdom. No, you're not. Okay, you're the ruler of the dirt. Okay, because that's what your body will turn into once you die. Okay, guys, what am I trying to say with this, with this story, which is crazy? There's a positive spin to it. And you're like, really, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. Do you know, have you ever heard this statement, the line of the tribe of Judah? And you're like, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's. I know, Matt, 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 Matt. Wait, 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 wait. Lion of the tribe of Judah. Lion of the tribe of Judah. I've heard it. I've, I've, I've sung it. I've been at church and sung it. You know what I'm saying? They had the band in there, the electric guitars, the drums. We're worshiping, the, you know, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And, and some of your churches have huge banners. Lion of the tribe of Judah. What exactly does that mean? That means that Jesus went through the line of Judah. You're like, what? this. God's only begotten son was of the line of Judah. Is that amazing? Do you see how dysfunctional that family was? And yet, it doesn't matter in your life and my life how dysfunctional our families are. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what dad was like or mom was like, what grandpa was like or grandma. Look at, look at, look at. It doesn't matter. You are living right now. They may not be, but you can make decisions, okay? You don't have to follow the decisions of those before you or your friends. You're an independent agent. Do you understand? It's, it's like you have your own private contract. You have your own free will. No one's forcing you to sin. We can never use other people as an excuse why we're acting the way we're acting. It will not stand before Almighty God. Do you understand? It's not going to stand. And I can't tell you how many people have thrown out that card. Well, my dad was like this, so this is why I do what I do. Or grandpa beat me. Friends, here's the thing. Life is hard. People aren't perfect. We've all taken a beating in life. Amen. You know it and I know it, okay? We've all been around people that we prefer not to hang around with, okay? That's an excuse. We can't use anyone as an excuse for why we're acting contrary to the Word of God. We know right from wrong. Do we not? Don't do it. From this day forward, it doesn't matter how many people who have negatively affected you, okay? God loves you and you're in Christ. You're going a direction. I don't care if your whole family is going the opposite direction. You're not your family. You're his family when you've invited him in your heart and you've repented of your sins and you've been born again. You're going in a new direction. You're a victor. You're not a victim. Okay? And I'm not minimizing some of the things that some of you have gone through. Yes, I absolutely know they were terrible. I understand the pain. I understand the heartache. I understand what some people have the capacity to do and they did it and they they said it and you experienced it and you're scarred. God can heal the scars. God can take the sting out of that memory. God can take you from this path and put you on this path, which is the narrow road. He can do it all, but you got to go to God and you got to do it God's way. Okay. Our ways never, ever work. Okay. Look at this. Is all I'm trying to say, don't let yesterday's sins and mistakes hinder you from tomorrow because they will if you don't handle it. That's all I'm saying. Matt's not picking on you. Matt wants the best for you. Okay. Matt's praying for you. Okay, daily. Okay, but if God can come through the line of Judah with all the heartache, pain, suffering, and death, and all the misery and sin, okay, is there not hope for you and I? Let me ask you this real quick. Who are you in the story? You're like, what do you mean? Are you Ur? Is that the life you're living right now? Okay, and, and you're just kind of always looking over your shoulder because you know what's coming. Or you, Onan, meaning you got a sexual problem, okay? I mean, you really do. You, you have a sexual problem. You, you're just looking the other way, thinking uh, God's going to swallow it down, which he's not, okay? Are you Judah? You have something that's way far in the past that you haven't dealt with, and you just try to keep on putting that memory in the back of your head like it never, ever happened. Or are you Tamar, okay? You've been denied. You've been rejected, okay? Your lot in life, it didn't pan out like you had planned it. You don't understand, meaning you're a victim of your circumstances. Who are you in the story, okay? Doesn't matter who you are. The remedy is this. It's Jesus. Come to him this very day and make it right. You're one prayer away from getting it right this very day. This is Matt from the Man Cave.